Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, psychology student, wife, and mama four. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, another bonus pod for you. I certainly was not expecting to do regular bonus pods. (laughs) They're not considered bonus if I'm doing them all the time, right? There's just so much going on in the world and a lot of the bonus pods have to do with relevant topics and, you know, things I see on social media. Although I have removed a lot of people off social media, I just can't do the hate, the misinformation, the closed-mindedness, the disinformation, you know, I I just can't, like, no. And so I've become, I've become, like, very, like, you know what, you want to post stupid shit? Bye. (laughs) I just don't care anymore. And it's not even about a difference of opinion. I can totally respect a difference of opinion when it comes from a fact-based place, uh, but not when it comes from misinformation or disinformation or if it's, hip- or, you know, hypocritical. Like, uh, anyways, we have a new president. Yay! <laughs> Here in America, I know we have international listeners. So today I want to talk about mental health. If anybody has been listening for a little while, you know how passionate about mental health I am. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder February 14th of 2019. So we're going on two years of that diagnosis. I was misdiagnosed with major depressive order uh, disorders since I was like 21. Um, but I uh, experienced depression at a very young age. I'm talking about like six, seven years old. Um, as far back as I can remember, I have dealt with depression It's kind of like my best friend (laughs) because it's been around so long. Uh, It's weird, but sometimes like now that I am on mood stabilizers and it doesn't come around as much, I'm like, it's like missing a friend. I'm just like, oh, well, this is different. (laughs) So, yes. And um, I started experiencing hypomania. I'm bipolar type 2. Started um, experienced hypomania when I was a teenager. But we're not here to talk about my mental health disorder. Uh, There's plenty... Plenty of podcasts where I share that. I'll link some up in the show notes. You know, I did, uh, I've done multiple um, episodes with people with bipolar disorder. So I will, I will link those up. There's so many mental health podcasts that we've done. And I want to start uh, creating um, categories for the podcast. I, and, you know, we're in our fifth year of this podcast. Uh, we celebrated the fourth year anniversary. Um, I know that seems silly. So I started in 2017. So 2017 to 2018 is one year. 2018 to 2019 is two years. 2019 to 2020 is three years. 2020 to 2021 is four years. So we're now in our fifth year. So not two five years, uh, but in the fifth year. Fifth year of podcasting been around for a little while (laughs) at my new job as an administrative assistant for a marketing company I'm also their podcast consultant because apparently after like four years of doing this I know a thing or two but anyways yeah I've discussed we have so many mental health uh, podcast episodes 
Today, I want to see or talk about something I've been seeing a lot on social media. And it gets me really upset, to be honest. And I have been commenting a lot on this. And the amount of denial is unreal. So I see a lot of people uh, talking about mental illness and trying to blame the behaviors of the insurrectionists, uh, Trumpians, the alt-right, you know, all of those white supremacists, all of those groups that all all overlap. (laughs) Not all the same, but all overlap. Uh, I'll have some overlap. Trying to blame their behavior and beliefs, you know, like QAnon, we can add that into that too. Trying to blame their behaviors and beliefs on mental illness. And that is simply not true. Now, statistically, one in five people or one in four, depending on where you look, in the United States have a mental illness. So statistically, some of these people do. Is mental illness the reason behind their behavior? No, no, it is not. (laughs) No, it is not. Uh, Are there psychological reasons that could be in play? Absolutely. But psychological reasons do not equate to a mental illness. Psychological reasons could be groupthink, cultism, uh, cognitive dissonance, cognitive bias, prejudice, all sorts of kind of things like that that I've learned in my psychology classes could contribute to this. But mental illness is not the reason. It actually feeds into the stigma. It feeds into the stigma of mental illness that only mentally ill people could be like responsible for something like this. That mental illness makes people violent and, and makes people believe conspiracy theories. Absolutely not. I would be willing to wager that a good portion, if not like most people with a mental illness, do not believe this crap. So, <laughs> I mean, percentage-wise, it just does not add up. And I had a guy argue with me today that everybody has some type of mental illness. And I'm like, no. Absolutely not. Does everybody, has everybody uh, experienced a symptom of a mental illness? That's quite possible, especially in the last year. Some people may have experienced some depression, but there is a difference between experiencing some depression and having depressive disorder, like having a mental illness. There's a difference. There's a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff that's been going on. People may have some anxiety around COVID, but that does not mean they have an anxiety disorder. Uh, The DSM-5 is the holy Bible of psychology and being able to diagnose people. And I will tell you, if you don't meet certain criteria, you do not have a mental illness because shit happens. Sometimes shit happens and, you know, people might experience some of these symptoms that does not mean they have a mental illness. And it is absolutely horrifying that people are equating mental illness to, or using it to reason with or excuse the behavior of those groups of people I mentioned. It is offensive to somebody like me who has a mental illness, because I'm like, no, like, even when you're mentally ill, you know right from wrong. Like, Yes, your mental illness may be a contributive factor to your behavior, 
Um, it may be a contributing factor to you doing things that maybe aren't exactly good. You know, I have definitely done some shady shit uh, because of my mental health symptoms. But did that mean like I wasn't aware that I did shady shit? No, I absolutely was aware that I did shady shit. Uh, you know, saying that people believe in conspiracy theories or believe in white supremacy or are racist or homophobic or transphobic or xenophobic or ableist or any of those things is blamed on a mental illness? Absolutely not. Like, it is ridiculous. Uh, it is part of partly upbringing, partly who people surround themselves with. Echo chamber. Echo chamber abs- absolutely uh, contributes to this. When you're surrounded by a bunch of people who think, act, and look like you, then you're not going to really see the opinions outside of that. That's why I won't just uh, delete people for a difference of opinion. I absolutely will delete them for hate, misinformation, heartlessness, you know, disinformation. I just can't. I can't with those things that I don't want them in my bubble. I, I don't. Like, I have no respect for people who can believe those things. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for the people who believe those things, but then came around and were like, I was wrong. I have full respect for those people. But for some people, that will never happen. That day will never come. So please, we have to work on our language around mental health. We have to stop blaming things on mental health. We have to stop throwing uh, mental health disorders around, like saying like the weather is bipolar or your friend is bipolar because they're changing their mood. Unless somebody is diagnosed with bipolar disorder, do not just throw around the word bipolar disorder. The same with depression. People will be like, people will be sad and sadness and depression are two different things. You will be sad and be like, I'm so depressed. Are you really depressed though? There's a major difference between the two. Can uh, sadness come with depression? Yes, absolutely. But being sad does not equate to being depressed. The same with anxiety. Like, you know, some things can make you feel a certain way, but that does not equate to anxiety or being anxious. And being anxious does not equate to have anxiety disorder or uh, people saying, oh, I'm so OCD. Are you really? That's an actual mental health disorder. And we actually, I have actually, um, I have actually interviewed with somebody with uh, OCD and how, how like she mentions how offensive it is for people just be like, oh, it's my OCD or I'm so OCD when they're really not. They just might be, you know, really particular with the things that they do. We need to be really mindful about these things. You know, it doesn't help when these words are just thrown around and they're not taking seriously. Just like throwing around that somebody must have a mental illness if you disagree with them or if they're saying something that you can't understand and it's confusing or they believe something that's completely off the wall that does not need mean that they have a mental health disorder. Let's talk about cognitive dissonance. That is when the information coming into you uh, disagrees with the information you have in your brain. So your beliefs, right? You have incoming information 
that does not make sense with what your beliefs are. And there are multiple ways to overcome cognitive dissonance. You might change your beliefs or you might be in complete denial about that information that is coming in, right? Conspiracy theories, uh, misinformation, disinformation. You cling to the things that give you uh, brain fart. You know, I've mentioned on the podcast multiple times uh, that my medication gives me brain farts. <laughs> I, lose, I lose the word. I'm like, I know that word. I know the word. It's on the tip of my evidence. That's it. Tip of my tongue. Gives you evidence that your beliefs are correct. Well, you're going to search out that information. And the more that you get information that your beliefs are correct, the stronger those beliefs become. And so when information that contradicts those beliefs come in, you are more likely to either ignore them, to argue with them, uh, to to completely like be change your beliefs. You might change your beliefs. It's the longer and stronger you've had a belief, it's unlikely, less likely that you will change it. So, I mean, a basic psychology course can teach people that, you know, blaming mental illness for the actions and beliefs of, you know, the people that I mentioned is absolutely incorrect. And it's, it's really hurtful. It's really hurtful because I know lots of people with mental illness and not a single one of them fall into those groups. Like not a single one of them. So what does that say? Yes, that's also, you know, playing into my cognitive, um, you know, how my brain works. It's like, oh, I have all of this. I have all of this evidence that, you know, mental illness doesn't contribute. But also I go by mental health professionals, mental health professionals who will say that statistically some of those people have a mental illness. Like I said earlier, do they all? No. Does that mental illness contribute to their beliefs? No, probably not. You know, there may be some who have like delusions and but that's going to go far beyond these beliefs. They those beliefs just might like contribute to those things. So needless to say, there may be psychological reasons behind why these people are doing absolutely I shouldn't even say may. There's absolutely psychological reasons behind why these people are believing conspiracy theories, believing dis misinformation, believing disinformation, completely bypassing, you know, facts and, you know, the experiences of, of actual people to hold on to those beliefs. However, that does not equate to a mental illness. Uh, today, I, as of the day I'm recording this, uh, a friend of mine uh, shared a post that was, you know, she was just like, I can't believe people believe this. And one girl uh, commented, I feel like we have a national, uh, we have national mental illness. And I had to comment because I understand she didn't mean it the way it came off, but that kind of language is harmful. And so I commented, um, and, you know, and I was like, please stop using this language. This is why. And she like commented back with an argument about like, 
you know, it's possible and all this stuff. So I commented again. I was like, I said exactly what I said to y'all about how it could be psychological um, reasons, but that does not equate to mental illness. And, and it's quite offensive for people to say things like that and just throw the words mental illness around. Like, it's not that serious. Like, you know, like mentally ill people will do fucked up shit. And I've done my research. Uh, I've actually shared this before is they have proven that mental illness does not cause violence. Uh, Violence is no more prevalent in the mental health community than it is outside. There's no link that mental illness increases violence. Violence occurs outside of, like, between people who have a mental illness and people who don't have a mental illness just as often. Like, there's no significant difference between the two groups and violence. Um, Yes, people will read, like, read that 50% of the people in prisons have a mental illness. That is, I mean, yes, one in four does not equate to 50%. But if you think about it 50-50, like, there's no more, (laughs) there is no more of occurrence for mental health being related to reasons that you're imprisoned than there is the people who don't have mental health issues. It's a split. It's a pretty even split. So it is kind of wild that people go with that. And and let's be honest, a, a lot, if we look into the offenses of those people with mental illness who are are imprisoned, it's not all violent offenses. A lot of it is drug-related offenses. Why? Because when people have an undiagnosed or untreated mental illness, they try their best to be able to cope with that. And that often turns people to drugs or alcohol. A lot of that is interrelated. And uh, and actually says in the article I read that uh, people who have a mental illness and uh, abuse drugs or alcohol are more likely to become violent. Uh, But that's not a whole lot different than those without a mental illness who are using drugs and alcohol. They're mind altering. They can cause people to act in ways they wouldn't normally act, right? They might, people... People react to alcohol in many different ways. I'm sure you have experienced this, where you have that one friend who is fun and laughs and has a good time, maybe comes out of their shell when they are drinking, while you have this other friend that once they cross that threshold between, like, tipsy and drunk, they become aggressive. They become angry. Like, It is different for everybody, how we react. The same for other drugs, right? The same for other drugs. I tried Coke one time. Uh, I mentioned that in the alcoholism episode with uh, Christina Kimbrough. And um, I'm bipolar, so it made made me like super, it put me into a hypomania, possibly a mania, a full-blown mania and I was so hyperactive and I was all over the place and I couldn't even control myself and it was out of control. 
But then I know people, like, I worked at a bar where a lot of people did coke. I mean, that's how I tried it is one of my, um, one of my patrons left it for me as a present, uh, I guess, assuming that I did it. I've never done it. And I tried it and I'm like, no, that's not for me. I felt out of control. But he wasn't out of control. So drugs, I mean, hell, marijuana. (laughs) can affect people differently. Some people are functional. I know people who smoke weed on the regular and very functional. Somebody like me, when I was a teenager and I smoked weed, I did not. I was practically comatose. I would, this is exactly how it would go down. I would laugh a lot. Then I would get very hungry and then I'd fall asleep. I was not a functional toker. So these things affect people differently. Uh, that's hence we got off topic, but hence that's why uh, violence is more prevalent in people who uh, have or drink a lot or do drugs. Uh, so moral of the story, can we please change our verbiage around equating mental illness with violence, equating mental illness with conspiracies, equating mental illness with hate crimes, equating mental illness with insurrectionists, um, equating mental illness with anything you disagree with or it's confusing or, you you know, that you just can't wrap your mind around because you're like, there's no way I would believe that. There's so many articles out there about this. There's even articles about, you know, cults. There's articles about groupthink. There's groupthink comes from that echo chamber. If you're only surrounded by people who think, act, and look like you, it's very hard to wrap your head around the fact that other people might be suffering. It drives me absolutely batshit crazy that there are so many people out there that are against policies that don't directly benefit them. Or they're against policies that might immediately inconvenience them, but have a benefit for all in the long run. But they can only see what is impacting them, right? I had a a cousin of mine who's one of the few lingering Trumpians. I really don't have a lot left. uh, That commented under one of my posts. And when I shared, she said, Joe Biden's not going to do anything for this country while he's in office. And I'm like, well, that's a bold fucking claim. And then I I shared an article from The Hill, which is a more neutral, uh, slightly right, right-leaning right publication, but more like the bias in The Hill is not strong. And so I try to go when I'm sharing articles with the more neutral, right? Not the like very far left, the very far right. And so I shared that with her and I'm like, look at all the things he did in his first day. And, and you know, this is going to benefit all these different groups. And she was like, he should not be doing things that just benefit one group. He should be doing things that benefit all Americans. And I'm like, well, some of those things benefit all Americans. And it was kind of crazy to me that just because she's not LGBTQ, uh, just because she's not black or brown, just because she's not an immigrant, that she didn't think those policies were necessary or important. And I'm like, no, these people belong to our country. They are citizens. I shouldn't say citizens because immigrants may or may not be citizens, but they are people who they contribute to this country. They 
are part of this country and they matter too, right? And so it absolutely is mind blows. It's mind blowing that people can't see outside their bubble to see that other people are suffering and that the suffering of other people is important too. Just like the... um, just like climate change, right? I had this, I had to delete somebody on Facebook who went on this huge rant about oil. And if you don't, if you don't agree, uh, or you don't agree with the use of oil, then you needed to shut off your gas and you shut off your heat and not use your car and all this stupid ass shit. And I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't respond. I said to my husband, I was like, that is the fucking stupidest shit I've ever heard. Oil is a limited resource. It is, it's not going, it's not a renewable resource, right? Eventually we will, we will run out. Now it may not be in my lifetime, but it might be in my children or grandchildren's lifetime. So it's important, not just for that reason, but the fact that oil like fucks up our environment, that we move away from that. That doesn't mean in the next four years, we will be completely done with oil. Absolutely not. It's going to take decades to to move away from that, right? To um to move to to more sustainable and renewable resources for energy, right? It's it is important. Um, and but people don't see that. They only see the direct impact. Uh, they only think small now not the future not the future for our children not the future for the world or this country they think of now how am I impacted now my family member works in um well not my family member their family member works in the you know fuel industry that's gonna impact them chances are it's probably not gonna impact them immediately and yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. People are so close-minded and so in the now, they don't think about the long term. In their bubble, they don't think beyond themselves. And this is this is how racism and homophobia and transphobia and all the things, they don't understand these things. They have certain beliefs that contribute to this, and so they can't see outside themselves to see Oh, these are real people who are being impacted. There is systemic racism. Yes, it is important that we understand it and that we have diversity training. Um, instead, I saw the most ignorant comment in the world, which was like, diversity training doesn't help anybody. Well, no, it doesn't help your white ass, but it absolutely <laughs> helps people of color. Like... You know, same with sexism training, you know, it's important. Is it going to help everybody? No, closed-minded individuals like the one that commented it's not going to help because they're not going to get through their thick skulls that this is an issue and that you need to take it seriously. So these are all things, whole point, coming back around, is these things I've discussed, they're not related to a mental illness. They're related to upbringing. They're related to who we surround ourselves with. It, it's related to, you know, edu- education. And I don't mean that you have to be college educated to be educated. It's about educating yourself about these subjects. Some people don't do that. 
They just believe what is posted on social media, what they see on YouTube, what they hear from their representatives, what they hear from their friends, instead of actually taking the time to find reliable and reputable resources for information. It is like all the people who doubt scientists. I'm like, this is their whole job, the whole job to study these things. Like, I think they would know a little bit more. And the, all the information is out there, to, but people cling to these little pieces of information that come from non-reliable, non-reputable sources for, like, to confirm their beliefs, right? To confirm what's going on. And it's absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> it is fascinating, mind-blowing. Part of me, the psychological part of me that studied psychology, I can I can understand some of it. And but the like humanistic human part of me is like, no, this is this is awful. Like, how can people be like this? So please be mindful of your your verbiage around mental health and mental illness. Stop blaming mental illness on the white supremacy violence, racism, homophobia, transphobia, insurrectionists, you know, alt-right, Trumpian, you know, rhetoric. And I can't stress this enough. I know that there is a difference between a conservative, a Republican, a Trump, Trump voter, and a Trump supporter. This is not about, and yes, I also know that those groups overlap. What I'm saying is, like, not all conservatives voted for Trump. Of those conservatives who voted for Trump, not all of them supported him. Maybe they believe in the Republican Party. Uh, Maybe they uh, believed in some of the things he said. Maybe they don't believe in a lot of the things that Biden said. There's so many reasons, right? The same for, you can say can be said for Republicans. Just look at our our lawmakers. There's a lot of times that Republican lawmakers will like have spoken out against Trump and that that don't support Trump and have changed their support because they didn't believe in what he stood for. They didn't believe in the hate and the rhetoric and the misinformation. So these groups are not overlapping. So when I say Trumpians, I'm talking about Trump supporters. Uh, and you can tell the difference by the rhetoric of these people, which group they fall into. I saw it on Inauguration Day. I saw it where, like, I people I knew that were Republicans and probably voted for Trump was celebrating the fact that we got our first woman vice president, our first black and Asian vice president. Like, those are exciting things. Because this is new and and the Biden administration has so many firsts. First African-American Secretary of Defense. Like there's a lot of firsts coming out of this administration. It's very exciting. He did promise that he's going to have the most diverse administration ever. And he's fulfilling that promise. And these are people that actually have experience in their field. Uh, Lloyd Austin is a general. He was a general of the army. He's familiar with the military. Like, and Biden has put those people into place. Whether you agree with it or not, it can be said, like, yes, there is diversity. And so I saw a lot of my conservative and Republican Facebook friends who who probably voted for Trump 
that we're celebrating these things because it's a big accomplishment and it's exciting. And a lot of them said, I may not agree with all of Kamala's stances, uh, but this is an exciting and momentous occasion. And you saw that there's a difference between that and the people who are bringing up her her past, her, her uh, sexual past. Uh, some of the memes and comments I've seen about that are absolutely abhorrent. I am just shocked, like, and I shouldn't be shocked, but I am shocked by some of the words that are coming out of people's mouths. But, you know, people who uh, were bashing on her, who were making comments about her, uh, all these things, disgusting, who are arguing with their friends who are also Republicans who are celebrating that moment, um, saying that they, you know, they dishonored the Republican Party, that, you know, they were enemies and all sorts of kind of ridiculous shit. Anyways, you can you can tell the difference. So there's a lot different there. There's a lot of overlap. Um, so moral of the story, <laughs> we went on like a whole tangent of different topics. Please be aware of your language around mental health. Please stop blaming things on mental illness when they are not blamed on mental illness. And a lot of these insurrectionists are trying to use mental health problems as an excuse to get off on a more lenient, um, to have a, you know, a more lenient um, charges and conviction. Right. Um, so that they're they spend less time in jail or no time in jail. And that doesn't mean that they have a mental illness. A lot of people try to use mental illness as a reason for their actions so they can get a more lenient sentence. That's what I was thinking. Those were the words I was thinking of. So anyways, I hope you found value in this. I hope it helps you, especially when talking to other people. Please be a mental health advocate and and stand up against these things and point out when people use the wrong verbiage. You don't have to be mean about it. You can just point out like, hey, this is misinformation right here. When you're saying that everybody has a mental illness, when you're saying that uh, we have a national mental illness because of these things, when you're saying all these people have a mental illness, like all of those things, um, yes. Yes. Anyways, I hope y'all have a wonderful day. Uh, and I hope you are enjoying this year's podcast. If there's any topics that you're specifically looking for, please reach out. You can message me on social media, um, facebook.com forward slash inspired women podcast, or just looking up inspired women podcast on Facebook or Instagram. It's instagram.com forward slash inspired women podcast. Those links are also in the show notes. So you can check out show notes. You can either go to inspiredwomenpodcast.com or you can swipe up on your podcast app. Most um, podcast apps you swipe up and it should all be linked there for you. Reach out if you have specific topics that you would like uh, me to talk about. um, If I have the expertise to do so or that you would like me to find a guest to talk about. We have covered so many topics uh, and in the last four years, it's absolutely 
mind-boggling I've been doing this this long. So I hope you have a fabulous day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.